0: This is Radio Free Cybertron with your host, Brian Kilby. Featuring Chris, Don, Rob, Diecast, John, and Melvar. Transformers!
1: Welcome to Radio Free Cybertron's 700th episode. It's been a disaster and we've just started. Uh, So Brian had some personal issues to attend to tonight that came up kind of last minute. So uh, Diecast has uh, taken on streaming duties for us and... Amazingly enough, I'm not going to blame what's gone wrong on Diecast because, like, <laughs> he's done the best he can. It's just, you know, what can you do? It's YouTube, YouTube went down, and there's no, there's no counting for that. And Twitch, who, who even understands Twitch if you don't like play video games twenty four hours a day? Yeah. Twitch is mm-hmm.
2: like magnets. Who knows how they work? It's
1: magic. A wizard did it. Mm. I think I might be mixing my metaphors here, but,
2: um, yeah. Mm. Like well, if, a, if Wizard did it, it'd be boring yeah. as well. Yeah.
1: That's the magic part. Um, thanks, Donnie. I lost my train of thought now. Uh, but enough about Tokuger. Um <laughs> Oh, this, this is going to be our worst episode ever. Welcome to 700, everybody. I'm XV. Um, you've heard Don. Uh, Diecast is here, too hey everybody uh we've got matt aka unknown
3: for some reason i am here
1: oh i thought for some reason you were unknown
3: no i just don't want to be associated with you i
1: I don't want to be associated with me either uh and then of course as usual off camera we have rob clay hi and john deluna yo uh what's new everybody
4: transforms Uh, too much
2: yeah i'm running new software thanks to rob that will hopefully keep me in real time with everybody else so i'm not like at the at the the back end of a black hole or something so far so good
1: look good yeah even don's video looks a little bit better this week than it usually does or it could be
4: the light in the background
1: well, yeah, I, I addressed that possibility, too, before you got here, um, before we started trying to do pre-show, which d- turned into a big mess. Um, <laughs> yeah, Don has the other half of his home lit this evening. He, uh, he decided to splurge on his electric bill uh, and turn on more than one light. Uh, so, yeah, it's very possible the improved lighting has uh, made his webcam a little bit happier. But, uh, you know, that's the problem with changing two things at once. For diagnostic purposes, you have no idea what actually fixed the problem. Boy, seven hundred episodes—it's just like it's inconceivable, and I don't even really want to think about it because, like, think about what that represents to me. I've been here basically the entire time.
2: It means oh. you have a—it means you have a lifetime of memories to cherish and enjoy.
1: You know, me and Deluna were the originals here. All the rest of you came in later. Like, we've got the most of these seven hundred episodes under us, and even Brian mm-hmm. doesn't have the full run—the full run because, like. He handed off hosting duties to other people at various points over the years.
5: Yeah, how are we still so bad at this, Xv?
1: <laughs> well, <laughs> we let Diecast stream, that was our first mistake.
4: I was going to say it's all because of Brian. It's all because Brian. Yeah, that, that too. Brian yes. and JD, and there were many instrumental oh, it, people. Yeah,
1: no, Brian would be the first to point out that this is all JD's fault that we're still here to hit seven hundred because JD did infamously get on uh, Google chat with Brian one day and say, Hey, why don't you bring the podcast back? Or it might have been Facebook Messenger or something, but like, you know same same result. Hey, why don't you bring the podcast back? I want to be on a podcast. And so he did, and so it was, and here we are, hundreds upon hundreds of episodes later.
2: <laughs> why?
4: With video and everything. Because yeah,
2: somebody's second mistake. Yeah. Because <laughs> Because we have to entertain the internet in these dark and troubling times. We have to be a beacon that lights their darkest hour.
1: Last week, I think, when we were talking about this, Brian did point out, like, our episode count would be way, way higher if we didn't take off several years from uh, weekly posting. And that just makes me sadder.
4: Not only that, but all those extras and everything else that we do doesn't get numbered to the RFC Right. So this is seven hundred true, you know seven hundred
1: main series RFC episodes. Yeah, yeah.
4: exactly. Um, So
1: and of course, you know, I had for years a weekly podcast running alongside. John had new SoundWave for a good stretch of time. Uh JD did fanboy versus until uh Superhero Time killed it. Um like we have made a ton of podcast content and like RFC is the original Transformers internet radio show, which, you know, turned into the original Transformers podcast. And we've produced a lot of content. There's other podcasts out there that have had a consistent run for years and years longer. We've been back doing podcasts to have more total episodes. But, like, it is just staggering to me the amount of crap we've put on the internet. All high-quality material that you should go back into our archives and listen to, tfradio.net. Uh (laughs) Uh, So this week, because DieCast is streaming, we're only on uh, YouTube. We we, we were on Twitch for a couple minutes, but we were having audience problems with that. So uh, fortunately, YouTube seems to have come back up just in the nick of time to save us, sort of. (laughs) Um, If you're in the YouTube chat right now, um, head on over to tfradio.net slash Discord. Uh, That's the main place that we chat and interact with our audience. Uh, You don't need to download or install anything. It'll run right in your browser. And uh, the Discord chat is there all the time every day of the week so you can come and hang out anytime and you've got lots of regulars in there uh and usually some pretty interesting conversations happen uh in between shows so like it, it's a pretty cool place and pretty relaxed nice to hang out um so the big thing we're working on right now is of course since we're coming up on the holiday season we have our elf on the shelf former campaign uh, Elf on the Shelf former is the uh, very clever name that I think Mark Alley came up with for our uh, annual Toys for Tots or other uh, children in need services donation drive. Uh, so basically how this works, there's a lot of older toys on the shelf right now, Transformers and otherwise. It doesn't have to just be Transformers. Um, there's a lot of that on the shelves. Um, you know, discount secondary retailers like Ross and Marshalls are also getting in uh, stocks of a little bit older stuff. and. While all this stuff is not anything we're excited to see, there's a lot of children out there who don't have. And, you know, they might be in, uh, you know, foster care or um, assistance homes. And they just they don't have luxuries like that provided on an ongoing basis throughout the year. And this is the time of year Toys for Tots will go around to have their collection bins and collect these toys so that these children can have gifts at the holiday time. Uh, And we've always felt that it's really important to try to give something back because we're all a bunch of sad old men, you know, buying toys for ourselves because like we have that luxury for the most part to just go do that whenever we want to. And it's only right that at least for, you know, one occasion during the year, honestly, we should do this whenever possible. But this is the time when there is like a centralized effort that helps to facilitate it. You know, we should we should give a little bit back to those who are less fortunate. So, um, what we want you to do, if you're able to, uh, if you have donation facilities near you, uh, you know, go to your local Walmart or, again, your Ross, your Marshalls, uh, you know, anything like that, buy a new unopened toy and find your Toys for Tots drop location and take a picture of the toy as you're dropping it in, and then you can tweet on us, uh, tweet at us or post on social media with the uh, hashtag Elf on a Shelf Warmer, and... You know, do something nice, feel good about uh, your ongoing toy addiction, bad habits, and you know, help make uh, help make a less fortunate child's day when Christmas com- Christmas comes rolling around. Now, if there's a lot of places where Toys for Tots does not have uh, pickup locations set up, um, in my area particular, like I would have to drive an hour, two hours away to find the nearest place where they're actually collecting. There's not anything in my town. Um, so Brian has set up an Amazon wish list specifically for this purpose. Um, now, the way this works, um, this will not collect any affiliate revenue. We do not profit off of this in any way. And because the stuff ships to Brian, even if you know, someone were to put in the RFC affiliate code with one of those links, it will still not send any money back because Amazon does not give affiliate revenue to stuff that goes to the, the account holder's home address. Uh, so, there's a wish list there. Uh, you can buy something that will be sent to Brian Kilby, and he will collect that and make one big donation to uh, one of his local collection sites uh, on your behalf. So, uh, we've already had a lot of people contribute to that uh, since we started the campaign, so uh, Brian will be having a, a nice big load to go and deliver when the time comes. Uh, and you can find that wish list at tfradio.net/elf. That'll take you right to the Amazon wish list, and there's a bunch of things on there that you can choose from to help out a child in need. Uh, now, it doesn't have to be toys for tots. If you want to make the donation yourself, which we highly encourage, the uh, the wish list should be uh, an option of last resort if you have no other way to give. Um, but it doesn't have to be toys for tots necessarily. You know, check with resources in your uh, local area. There are probably. Um, uh, Children's homes for, um, you know, at risk or children in need, uh, who would be happy to take your donations for this purpose. And, you know, hospitals with, um, you know, uh, chronic illness children's wards, uh, anything like that would probably be uh, really, really happy to receive a donation of unopened toys for Christmas gifts for the children in their care. Um, So there's lots of ways that you can potentially do this. So if Toys for Tots isn't an option for you, uh, there's the wish list or, again, just uh, go and look and do some research in your area and see what else you might be able to do. And, you know, thank you so much to everybody who does this every year when we launch this campaign. It means a lot to us that it means a lot to you, uh, as weird as that phrasing may sound. But like it's really cool that we can help to motivate people to do something like this and improve the lives of these children who could really use a pickup, especially at a time like this. Mm.
2: And also another thing is that with so much toxic- toxicity out there and so many fandoms. This is a good way for everyone to pull together and maybe set aside whatever differences we've got for a common goal. And it's really nice this time of year. That's what that's for. And it's nice seeing that of, uh, in the spirit of the season.
1: Yeah, that's, see, that's one thing I like about fandom. Like, yeah, you'll find a lot of toxic elements in any fandom you go to, sadly enough, but like, give some of these people something to really like come together and focus on. And it could be really surprising what develops out of that. It, It is a really refreshing feeling of positivity. Uh, Manikara in the discord says to check five below also, uh, at least in Southeast Wisconsin, uh, they're, uh, a toys for tots donation site so that's an option too if you have one of those in your area that again is something i'd have to drive like an hour to get to my nearest one but uh it is you know additional options toys r us in the u.s before that closed down always would be um one of the possible drop-off locations too but of course that's that's not really a thing for us anymore uh so that, that that kind of thinned out the options but you know, there's there's definitely ways to make this work whether or not you have uh, Toys for Tots specifically in your area. Uh, okay, so we don't have a lot of news this week and it's just product reveals. Um, how about we make 700 special and break with format and just talk about the couple of news items first? Sure. Um, so the most recent thing that happened was the final Galactic Odyssey set was revealed. And this is an interesting... Interesting one. So um, what they've done with this, it's the Botropolis Rescue They're calling it a six-pack, but it's two Deluxes and two Micromaster sets. They're just being very generous with the definition of a six-pack. But they've they've taken the two modulator molds, um, the Airwave and Ironworks mold, and the uh, Battle Squad and Astro Squad Micromaster sets, and turned them all into one big set that basically you can build a little space center out of them which I think is pretty cool, actually. Uh, I've seen a few people kind of not thrilled with the $60 price point for you know, two redecoed but otherwise unmodified deluxes and uh, you know two sets of MicroMasters that people just weren't that into.
4: The pricing adds up, though.
1: Yeah, yeah no, to... it, it's completely in line. Uh, <laughs> two $20 deluxes and two $10 MicroMasters sets, you get the $60. Mm-hmm. Uh, Amazon has it up for pre-order right now, and it's uh, expected to ship in late February. Although, like, um, the Autobot Clones 2 pack seemed to ship several weeks ahead of its schedule. So, what are schedules anymore, anyway, really?
4: Yeah. So, I have a question about this set. Looking at the photos, it looks like there's an extra shuttle accessory in one of the photos, but I didn't see it in all of them.
1: Yes, it certainly does look that way, doesn't it? So that's Double Dealer's Rocket in not Double Dealer's colors. And you're right. It is only in the one photo of the whole Space Center assembled, but not in any of the other photos or product copy.
4: So are we getting that or are we not getting that?
1: See now that's that's a secret to everybody. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It might even be a secret to Hasbro. No, um okay, so there's there's two leading possibilities here. Now, since that's in new colors, it's not like somebody just grabbed a spare part off a pile and stuck that in there by mistake as such. Uh, This is something that's going to come with something, so it might be an extra accessory in this set, and they just neglected to put it in any of the other stock photos. The other more interesting thing is, what if they're redecoing Double Dealer into, say, Countdown's Rocket Base?
2: Mm Mm-hmm. Well, it's... I definitely can see that. It's just in Double Dealer's Falcon mold, and I um, don't know.
1: Yeah. Well, okay. So my my pitch on that was to like you know maybe have Double Dealer be retooled to some degree to remove the bird elements and like add just like grebly things or whatever to kind of make, make it more like, it,
2: like make a make space it, a, thing. Make it like a jet like broadside was
1: or i mean not even like a specific mode unto itself just like had that be stuff that fills in empty spaces in whatever like splayed out form they would use for base mode for that um but then uh like i mock tackle i think on twitter responded uh or it might have been brickinator um bird double dealer or re-riot so There seems to be some support for the idea of Countdown being a buzzard.
4: But also, this is the last uh, Galactic set, so what are they going to put it with?
1: Selects? (laughs) Yeah.
4: It could be, but, you know.
1: Selects or just, or, uh, you know, an unbranded Amazon exclusive, like it doesn't have to necessarily be Galactic Odyssey. It could be something else, and it's just designed to work with this Galactic Odyssey set. Or, again, technically the simplest answer here is just that that's an accessory that comes with this set, and they neglected to include it in any of the other stock photos. Uh, You know, other things they neglected to mention in the product copy, individual names for the MicroMasters. Mm -hmm. Now, they probably have individual names, but they didn't list them, just like this could have that rocket booster in there, and they just you know forgot to mention it. And well, the, I just eat dinner.
2: Yeah, there may be one of the this. Now this is kind. Of, I think I think your theory and that that running theory is a lot is is probably what's happening. But one thing I thought of when I read this uh, yesterday was that maybe that rocket is an accessory piece coming with the next thing they do, like the Centurion droid.
1: Oh, like an like, accessory pack thing. Yes,
2: it's, it's it's part of the next accessory pack. and That's going to be coming out around or after this time. So that way, it's still going to be a part of the set in the right colors. They're just adding it to whatever the next drone accessory set they might do.
1: So there's two things that are leading me to think there's credibility to this double dealer countdown idea. They haven't Mm -hmm. run the double dealer mold a second time yet. And, you know, that's not, it doesn't share anything with any other mold, like no engineering, no parts are shared with anything else. So like they need to do a second run of that in some capacity to uh, defray their development costs. I'm I'm
3: still hoping for a stalker or a, you know, machine war sound wave use. Yeah,
1: absolutely. Absolutely. Like I'd be all for that in addition, but I also have kind of got to liking the idea of this, countdown rocket base thing like we only have two modulator bodies and the modulators are the micromaster bases even if it's just a redeco of double dealer it'd be cool to get a third one in that group so that there's more than two body types there even if it doesn't pull apart into accessories or be able to be rebuilt into other forms um but i i, I think there is merit to that idea Based on the mold reuse issue, and Double Dealer sort of technically has a launch base mode uh, already, where you extend out the outriggers and put the the tailplate down and set the rocket upright. Um, mm-hmm. You know, expand on that a little bit by spreading out the limbs a little bit to just make it look like it's taking up more area, and we've had less credible base modes in bigger and more expensive toys. So I wouldn't put it past them to actually do that with Double Dealer. And I was looking at uh, photos of the G1 Rocket Base toy, and the, the primary mode of that does not look entirely dissimilar from what Double Dealer's uh, transport truck looks like. Hmm. You know, it's got the same kind of offset to the side uh, driver compartment, admittedly on the wrong side, but, like, the the basic shapes are there. I think there is probably some legs to this. Whether or not this is what Hasbro has decided to do to make something like that happen is a completely other question, but, like, I feel like it's something that they could do easily and inexpensively and get that all-important second mold use out of that toy.
4: And that shuttle that... base was, uh, or is, uh, John Warden's favorite.
1: It sounds like a good swan oh, song for him.
4: He has stated that.
3: I had always just assumed that like Omega Supreme was kind of supposed to be the the countdown rocket base since he is a rocket base that came with the Micro Master countdown.
1: And like, I mean, probably, like maybe well, that yeah. was
3: a built-in thing in case they couldn't find another way to get that set made. But Yeah, I mean, that probably is, there probably is a little bit of truth to that too.
1: Because like when they had omega supreme on the drawing board and decide to put the countdown the micro master with omega supreme they would have already known they were doing double dealer next year because they told us you know they plot out these trilogies now uh the entire thing at the time so like stuff might get revised and you know designs might get tweaked and stuff but they basically know from the outset these are the toys we're going to make during this which makes the Dotson thing all the more infuriating honestly um Mm -hmm. But even though they're making double dealer, the decision to then recolor that and put in selects or some other function would be something that could come much later, especially if there's no physical changes needed, because running a redeco is like the simplest of simple things, because just have someone make a new deco sheet up and send it off to the factory and run the mold again. Like, that's something that can have a lot less lead time on it. Yeah. So, yeah, at the time there really probably was an intent that Omega Supreme's uh, launch base mode was kind of sort of countdowns rocket base. But if they can make something out of an existing toy without a big investment that will serve that purpose, maybe a little bit better and more analogous to the G1 toy, I could see them being like, okay, we can have both of these things.
4: Or they could even been doing it as a hint. Like here's a little countdown guy. You know. Well yeah,
1: and that's the other thing too. And mm-hmm. So the the rocket booster in that one photo feels like the kind of Easter egg thing Hasbro likes to do, the same as putting um Runabout in Runamuck's stock photos before the official announcement and reveal of Runabout as a target exclusive.
6: The the um, only thing I'll say against that idea is wouldn't they have had to put somewhere that that piece was not included if it were shown like that?
1: Uh theoretically, yes. Um but it, that could also fall under the, you know, product details may vary. Typical disclaimer.
6: That's true,
4: yeah. And it also doesn't say it is included, so... Right.
1: Right. Yeah, I mean... Um, there was an occasion before that we saw... It was several years ago, but there was a toy that had an accessory on the stock photos on the package that ultimately was not included with that toy. I think it might have been Fall Cybertron Blaster.
6: Yeah, that sounds right. Very...
1: Um, so, it does occasionally happen. And, yeah, someone might complain or whatever, but, like, nothing ever actually really comes of it.
6: Yeah.
1: Uh, but, yeah, so, like, the interesting thing for me, so, like, Ironworks has a great new deco. I really like the way this looks. It's... um. Yeah all the redecos so far of these modulators have been vastly superior in my opinion to the retail decos Mm -hmm. so this is going to be uh ironworks's second superior redeco because it was already the gas station uh grease pit Mm -hmm. which had really nice bright colors like this does um but then there is the redeco of airwave which looks pretty similar to airwave but that's because this is now over air which was the zone version of airwave which uh over air in zone was identical to airwave the g1 toy so they've kind of kept this in the same ballpark but tweaked uh the tones and the the color temperatures here and there so it still looks distinctly different but like it still reads the same it's a really clever way they've redone this deco on here to uh give us this additional character who otherwise should just look exactly like the toy we we already have. I just wish they could have given Ironworks a new name. Because it's just Ironworks again. Yeah. Unfortunately, Ironworks uh, and the construction base did not have a new name in Zone. It was just Mm. Ironworks and the construction station. What are you going to do? Okay, so... Uh, if no one has any further thoughts on that, we'll move along to our second of two news items.
6: I just have one last thought on the whole thing, which is that I think you uh, put a uh, you know, pretty good uh, case forward for the idea of a uh, recolored double dealer. But I also can't help but think as massive as that rocket is, it has to be a mold unto itself. So if they wanted to just pull it from that and use it for something else, it also wouldn't be that difficult.
1: Yeah, I think I think that is a distinct possibility which is why I'm even entertaining the idea that it's an accessory with this kit and they've just documented it very poorly.
6: And that would also make the uh, $60 price point a bit more palatable than just you're paying straight retail for all uh, for all of these recolors. Could not, go either way.
1: Not that any of the other Galactic Odyssey sets have been anything but you're you're paying straight retail for these recolors. That's true uh adjacent to this though there is uh one thing i would rather to put in the show notes which is that we're getting another uh fan first friday stream this friday um three actually um transformers gi joe and
3: star wars or marvel mm. one of them transformers it, star wars and marvel legends yes yeah. and
6: it's, it's i believe it's specifically another a new transformers ghostbusters
1: product Uh, So it's a Transformers fan first Friday stream, and there's going to be a Ghostbusters featuring the Ghostbusters. Yeah, so I don't think it's going to just be half an hour about Transformers and the Ghostbusters. So what could we
4: get as a crossover?
1: Um, Ecto two,
4: Ecto two, or maybe the Ecto uh, from the new movie.
6: Uh, yeah, could be. Afterlight. Yeah, could be could be Ecto one from Afterlife. Could be could be a recolor Vectotron. Could be Ecto one A from Ghostbusters two.
2: Now, I, now I saw something. Uh, I wish I can remember who it was so I can give them credit on Twitter. But someone had suggested that it's going to be the Siege uh, Leader class Siege Optimus repainted as oh. the, the the Master. I'm sorry, thank you. The Earthrise Leader class Optimus repainted as the MP ten Ghostbusters one. To get a uh, a retail version that's more affordable out you know, there, to people?
1: <laughs> I I would be into that actually. Yeah, so
3: I would. Not, especially, it, it sounds pretty plausible too. Okay, so like, yeah.
1: okay, so like, I would pay like sixty or maybe seventy dollars for the following: Earthrise Optimus with the trailer in the Ecto thirty-five colors, with the roller from the accessory kit, with a miniature version of the Ghost Trap piece from the MP10 version that you can put on that roller, and the mm-hmm. Proton Pack accessory, um, either reuse of the one from Ectotron or a new one designed to actually, you know, plug into the back port on Optimus.
2: Okay, yeah, Blade Raider is the one who originally suggested that. Thanks, Blade. I, okay. could, not remi- I could not remember who did it, so i thank you, so I can give you credit for that. But yeah, a retail version of MP Ghostbuster Prime. That would be... A really great thing to get that yeah, idea if they, out if they of it well,
1: with extra accessories like the mp10 version i would be in that even at you know higher than leader price so paladin also puts a plausible suggestion forward in the discord uh that this would be a ghost star screen from the
3: Earthrise mold
2: oh yeah
3: true now i want that to be true now
2: that will be true now <laughs> and uh Bromil says, suggested in, in our Discord chat, which I didn't... I forgot Yeah, I forgot Ecto-2 <laughs> even existed uh, from real Ghostbusters, but yeah, Rotostorm Spinister is Ecto-2. Because I, I completely forgot Ecto-2 existed.
1: So... Oh, if they,
6: they use that mold, maybe they can get four, uh, like three fake cockpits on it this time. That'd be great.
1: <laughs> Where would they put another one, though? <laughs> I don't know, but, you know... They- <laughs> They can, they have it, it, it snaps over one picture. of the
6: legs
2: as a shield. <laughs>
1: <laughs> when this first came out, we were kind of making jokes on Twitter with the Titan Class Firehouse.
6: <laughs> I would love that.
1: Uh, there I was also a suggestion you know, of the that. Statue of Liberty. Hmm.
2: Yeah, uh, now I do hope, hey guys, if it is Ghost Star, no, if it is Ghost Star Scream, someone get me one, because I'll be, I'll, I'll, be, I'll, be, I'll be at work for days day, so someone, so someone order me one if you get a chance. Yeah, but Chris so will want, break it. I want that now. <sighs> I, I want that really Go, bad. Ghost
4: Star Screams crumble on Chris.
2: Yeah,
1: I I knew it was going to break when I tried to transform it, but I did anyway. yes i mean um ghost starscream from the earthrise mold i don't know offhand how many nylon parts that has but probably be a better ghost starscream effect than the combiner wars one uh i'm not sure if it would be more durable i'm I'm really kind of thinking not honestly (laughs) um yeah but no i I think Ghost Starscream is a reasonable possibility here, too, because that does tie in with the comic, and it's uh, also, uh, you know, a 1986 thing, and we're kind of getting into 1986 in generations in yeah, general right let, now, let, so. Let's
2: just hope they don't really use the Maverick mold since it's, you know, there. and. Well, no. it may be
1: there, but I'm sure they're, the agreements they entered into to actually produce it preclude them from just randomly... Doing things with it probably yeah. the same way we'll we'll never actually see like uh, ecto ectotron as something other than the ecto one or um, gigawatt as not gigawatt
2: yeah. mm-hmm. or or well, yeah because you know yeah yeah you're right
1: I mean I don't I don't want to be right about this Don but like it's oh no 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 right. you're, and especially you're... I've talked about this a little bit before too um, Maverick in particular seems to have really strict licensing requirements. Uh, to get it made. So, you know, the packaging is completely different. The toy seems to be completely new, no shared parts with anything else. And, like, I think Northrop Grumman even was so specific about it, they had to Photoshop in some missing labels onto the jet um, for the stock photos that they didn't actually put on in the first place. So, right. yeah, I don't think we're going to see Maverick ever again as anything other than Maverick, which means Hasbro probably going to take a little bit of a bath on it, not being able to reuse the mold or, um, get reused from other parts out of it because like Aveo Swerve is the closest thing to these crossovers in terms of um, how they're able to use the molds after the fact and for all indications we have Chevy just threw a ton of money at Hasbro to make that for them Mm -hmm. so Hasbro's expenses in that were probably either covered or very minimal
2: right which is why we haven't seen it used since then. Yeah. Um, and also, that's, this brings up what we talked about a very long time ago, why there are why there were some great original movie molds, but that we never could use them for BotCon. Yeah, the you first were-
1: movie's licensing um, basically prevented any reuse of those molds because I think Paramount ended up with a stake in all of those toys, and that was not the case with anything after that point.
2: Yeah, because we uh we had talked about at the time there would have there were some really great movie molds that we would like to see in a bot concept if they were going to use them. Yeah, I, I can't remember which ones they were, but it was just a lot of the, it was really it really fit the movie mold design for these characters. But we talked about how we you couldn't use it because of the whole licensing agreements. So it's yeah. very similar to that.
1: Yeah, I think I would imagine at that time Hasbro didn't really care too much about. About getting a kickback from that licensing because they probably expected this is just going to be a movie toy line. It's not going to do all that great. Like you know, we'll get our money back out of this and probably make a little bit, but it's not going to be like Gangbusters. And then uh, you know, all the toys sold out in five minutes, and you went about six months before they were able to get more on the shelves. So uh, they weren't going to make that mistake again. Same thing happened with the first Iron Man toy line too. The first Iron Man movie toy line. Those toys sold out really fast, and they were hard to get hold of for months afterward, and then they overcompensated with the sequel's toy line, which languished everywhere, just like Ridge of the Fallen. But I digress. As usual. Uh, But yeah, Fan First Friday stream this Friday, so uh, we'll be covering that on the news desk after that happens. Hopefully there'll be something interesting to talk about, like uh, Double Dealer as Countdown's Rocket Base, and also a Ghost Starscream, or uh, an Ecto-35 Earthrise Optimus.
4: I don't want that. (laughs)
1: <laughs> i i sadly kind of want both of them although i also kind of don't want the ghost star screen because it will just break eventually
6: <laughs> yeah
1: but I, i'm really into that uh the ecto 35 uh earth optimus idea sadly i kind of hate that i am anyway so our last news item for this week and this one is in the show notes because it's one of the two that i remembered um so from News Desk episode one twenty two, uh, we had the reveal of Studio Series seventy two Starscream, which is the Cybertron mode Starscream from the Bumblebee movie, not to be confused with Blitzwing.
2: Yeah, uh, you know, see, when I first saw this, I thought, "Why do they have Blitzwing so horribly transformed?" <laughs> <laughs> I did. I did. I did not realize until oh, I think it was. P.R. or Balt Matrix, one of the two, pointed out on Twitter, like, no, this is a new mold, and it's supposed to look like that. And I thought it was just, I thought they had fudged the engineering to make it look like a Tetrajet, and it wasn't. It, but it was, it was a lot more extensive than that.
1: Yeah, I, I'm not a hundred percent convinced that it doesn't share anything with Blitzwing. It, yeah, it, it's um, got to. Like, it could be, uh, like. Wheeljack and Sunstreaker, which is an example I'm gonna probably use for months, if not years, but like, you know, it could just be where there's engineering uh elements in common between them and it is all different parts between, but like I don't think those are completely unrelated toys.
4: I thought it was a custom when I saw it. Like I had no idea it was official. I looked at it and I'm like, huh. Someone made a Starscream out of Blitzwing.
1: <laughs> Short <laughs> trip. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I don't think this is really helping that whole, like, Blitzwing, Starscream. I don't think it's helping that whole issue, Eddie, because, like, if you didn't realize it before, it makes it clear that Blitzwing is just a seeker from that movie's design language. uh, Rather than being, like, a unique body type, like, G1 Blitzwing. And, of course, I'm sure at whatever point Barricade was still in the Bumblebee movie, the character we came to know as blitzwing was actually starscream because paramount's own released copy called the jet character starscream at one point until paramount sent out emails saying no take that down off of your page that's not right even though it's in materials we provided to this other publisher etc etc they didn't say that part but that was kind of you know the subtext uh revisions and rewrites and reshoots were the Bumblebee movie's worst enemy, ultimately, but it was still a good movie. Hmm. Um, it's interesting that they made this. I don't feel like I need to own it. Mm-mm. I don't like the I've... way the alt mode looks at all, for one thing. yeah, yeah.
2: I've, I've got it on pre-order, but it was sort of like a... Like it's just sort of like a knee jerk, like ooh new shiny, and then it's like
1: that's what I did with Maverick, and then like over time it can be like, you know, I don't need to have this.
4: This looks a lot better to me, and it may but it may not be the name I want, (laughs) but it's still give it any
1: name you want, diecast. Yeah, what's that? You can give it any name you want, diecast. That's true. Yeah, Um, you paid for it; it's yours now.
4: Yeah, Mm -hmm. I can call it Starscream if I want. Oh, it's just like
1: like I call this BotCon toy, which is, um, I don't even remember the original name off the top of my head, but I call it Oil Slick because it's based on Armada Sideswipe, and one of Armada Sideswipe's redecos was Oil Slick, even though it wasn't in this color, but this lets me make it something unique in my collection instead of just, like, another copy of somebody else. Hmm. It's your toy, call it what you want. Yeah, yeah, I do
3: like I do like the way the the Starscream toy looks in robot mode. Like I I'm just a fan of that ro- design anyway, which yeah is weird because I generally hate all the movie designs. But I, I think the Starscream from the Bumblebee movie or the sorry Blitzwing from the Bumblebee <laughs> Bumblebee movie looked actually good and the the colors work on this. I, I I'm not gonna buy it because I don't really buy the movie toys. And yeah, the the Tetrajets, sure a thing but the Hmm. robot mode looks fine
1: yeah like I don't really care for that Blitzwing toy a lot but I agree with Diecast it strikes a better vehicle mode even though the vehicle mode isn't like a real vehicle of any kind Uh, and I'm sure this Cybertronian Starscream's alt mode is probably pretty accurate to the movie design with, like, the legs underneath and everything. Because, like, those were oddly shaped and flying machines, but it's not an attractive toy. Treadshot, thank you. That was the Jazz redeco I was holding up. Oh, yeah. And there is a G1 Treadshot. That's why I needed to come up with a new name for it.
3: And with this Starscream now, I'm sure we can look forward to a Thundercracker and a Skywarp. As well, in, in the
1: in the fullness of time, I'm sure. But I mean, you know, Studio Series this year has to make room for G1 first and foremost. Yeah. Yes,
3: yes, right. it has to make room.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I want them to get a deluxe class jet that we can get Cyber Jets from.
1: Oh yes, oh yes. Tom. You know, because yes, I because yes, I do not I do yes.
2: not want a Voyager to, to wind up being. Hey, we remember Cyber Jets, right? Well, we got this twenty nine ninety nine plane mode. Let's oh, no, recolor I
1: it. I will absolutely buy Voyager class hooligan and Space Case and uh Skyjack. Mm.
4: Do you know when the last time we got Space Case was? It was
3: that Target exclusive.
1: Target exclusive
2: from Terra Dive. Yeah. yeah. Hey, guess what?
3: Mine's out of reach. He's way up on the top. Yeah. <laughs> Here it is. <laughs> That's a great figure. I love that
2: figure. Yeah, it is. It's yeah, I like that figure.
1: Ironically, I keep it right next to the uh, tread shot that I call oil slick that I also just pulled down a second ago.
2: <laughs> but I, I, would probably, I would probably get the space case mold six times over as a... if I had to, as a, as a cyber jet. If I had to, you know, um, it's, uh, it's... it's...
1: It's an okay mold. I would like them to give it a new weapon because that spear always ends up cracking at the hinge no matter what. Uh, it's worse on the Terra dive version because it's that, like... Brown, copperish plastic, Uh, Mm -hmm. but even my space case has a cracked hinge, and that's just gray plastic. It's just—it's too thin. Mm
3: -hmm.
1: Uh, So, in our Discord chat, uh, John posted a picture of the green seeker from the movie, and uh, I was wrong. The legs are not underneath that thing like the toy has, so that's just worse. Uh, Thanks for ruining that forever for me, John.
5: No problem. (laughs) <laughs> also, that picture is a green effortless. thrust, which I love. That I'm gonna say that's a reference to Armada Thrust. Oh,
1: yeah, that has to be. Uh, the green and gray has to be an Armada Thrust thing, which I, I can live with. That,
5: yeah, if yeah? they do that, I might actually buy that abomination, but not before.
1: I don't know. Okay, so, like, Sunstorm was not an on-screen thing in the movie, but probably if they did a Sunstorm off of that, I'd probably buy it if it was, you know, suitably, brilliantly, blindingly orange and not yellow like they, like, Hasbro tends to want to do Sunstorm. <sighs> All Sunstorms should look like the E-Hobby toy, which admittedly is based off of a misinterpretation of the cartoon episode, because I think it was supposed to actually be, like, a really rich yellow and not an orange like the... VHS transfers turned it into mm. but I want my orange toys
3: damn it well now I mean with the uh, the siege three pack of seekers since they did the the blinding yellow one is yeah. no, I'm hoping that you know any sunstorms going forward would be more much more orange to differentiate it
1: yeah I would hope so too like Hasbro acknowledges that orange orange or orangey yellow seeker from more than BCI is being separate from one of the rainmakers yeah. finally uh, <laughs> so I don't think there's a worry about one overriding the other at this point
3: but yeah I, 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 I could just get them to stop naming seekers blank storm yeah good luck with that um yeah, yeah the, that, that got old really quick
2: yeah uh, I, I, can, I can imagine that being a name like blank storm. And it's like, you know, his power is to like, you know, silence people. He shoots little bullets and it makes them lose their voice or something. I don't
1: know. Oh, so it's like a uh, tracks black beam gun, except for sound.
2: Exactly. Yes.
1: Um, so the uh, first reveal of the star Stream was actually carried out by Oz Hasbro Australia was able to give them an exclusive uh, first look and hands on with this, which I think is really cool for them. Um, it, been pretty customary for Ozformers to get uh, one or two of these kind of first look events uh, in, over the last few years. And of course, you know, COVID world has kind of changed how all this stuff works, but as it, I'm really happy for them that Hazard was able to still facilitate something like that for them. So they were able to get a video up for that and also a selection of in-hand photos before the official stock photos went up. So we actually had a, a pretty good look at this toy before the pre-orders opened. And Perhaps most importantly of all, this toy was unspoiled before the reveal was made. So it was, in its way, a complete surprise. Mm -hmm. And that that is just remarkable anymore.
4: I still didn't even believe it once I saw the photos.
1: Don?
2: What the? Yeah? I don't know. It was was a video just... I don't know what that was. Edit point. Let's keep going. Sorry. What the heck? it was a vi- it was a video on Twitter just started auto playing and now I can't find the video that started auto playing. So I was trying to I was well, trying to look for that
5: best, but I guess you know, stop, yeah. stop. <laughs> I guess stop. We'll keep going. <laughs> all right, keep going. We're all grown ups here. You know.
2: Yeah. I, I I'm just yeah. gonna I'm just gonna 'cause I was trying to find a picture y'all were talking about, I couldn't find it. And then a video started auto playing, so I don't and know we all what it was. Red
1: i think you found i think you found entirely the wrong thing
4: this is episode 700 we we know we know how to do this by now that's right
2: yes i'm just i don't i'm sorry i have no i have no idea what video started playing yeah i'm i'm just closing out the whole video
5: (laughs) if we keep going like this episode, will be like under an hour because like 45 minutes will be cut Of our, like, 30 minutes of reaction.
1: (laughs) I I put a note in the show notes about where that was in the run of the show. So uh, hopefully Brian can deal with that. (laughs) That sounded really bad, but I don't think anything, like, incriminating came across. So, like... No, I mean... I don't remember that episode of Armada,
5: but, you know, it could have been just a (laughs) Japanese exclusive.
1: We can proceed as if none of this has ever happened. Um Yeah. So, anybody else have any thoughts
5: on Starscream? <laughs> hey, I just want to say with, with Starscream, um, so Starscream's, like, base color scheme, his G1 color scheme, is a bad color scheme. <laughs> I just want to say that. Like, we're, we recognize <laughs> it, it. Like, it's Starscream. I get it. But, like, the red, white, and blue, and the way, it, or the gray, white, and blue, and the way it, like, color blocks is super weird. And, like, every yeah. re-echo of... Yeah, and every every time they redeco Starscream ever, it always looks better. Because Starscream's got such an awkward color scheme. And this is no different. So like and, like we said, when they redeco this, I bet it's gonna look a thousand times better.
1: And what I remember too of like pre production G One materials, Starscream's color scheme was not even Starscream's original color scheme. Like he was uh like navy.
5: Sure. Yeah, I believe that. I'll take I'll take that, but yeah, yeah, because like G one Starscream, it's such a harsh like color scheme.
1: I think what Starscream ended up with was something similar to the demonstration colors for the F fifteen. Hmm. Um. So that probably had a little bit to do with it, at least. Oh,
5: did you guys talk? I don't know if you missed uh, if if you guys talked about it. We'll just skip over it. But wasn't there that picture going around of the, the zoomed in um, look at his head? Um, and oh, yeah. they colored his eyes. They colored his eyebrows as his eyes, or his yeah. yeah, and then his eyes are or his eyes, what are supposed to be his eyes, are silver and look like giant eyebrows. And they like colored the little indentions under his eyes as eyes. I think that's right.
1: Yeah, that that sounds right. They made him look very angry and like not in the way he's supposed to.
5: No, good job on that.
1: Well, okay, so that toy's not supposed to come out until like next summer, and this is an early sample. So, like, it's very likely they can fix that.
5: Yeah, for sure. I don't want to bag on the toy. I do appreciate that they're still trying to make Bumblebee a thing. Like, they're still trying to carry on that movie's legacy. So, I appreciate that.
1: Thank you for uh, bringing us back on track, John.
5: <laughs> <laughs> sure. I don't know. Well, I don't know what you're talking about. But, yeah.
1: Okay, so... uh, (laughs) Again, we're kind of breaking with normal format. So, at this point, we're going to jump into what we got this week. Uh, Matt, did you get anything interesting?
3: Nothing. Next.
1: Well, thanks a lot, Matt.
3: (laughs) (laughs) What Um, a team player.
1: uh, So, Don, if you can tear yourself away from your videos Mm -hmm. for a minute. Uh, Yeah, I I
2: did. And And thanks to the guys telling me I turn off autoplay, so that way I don't have whatever... The heck that was what So so again. so
1: don adjacent to that pro tip for the future don't look at twitter when we're doing the stream
2: when I was y'all were talking about a, something john posted and i was trying to find it oh
4: me <laughs> now it's john's fault
2: no i mean i mean, <laughs> I mean <laughs> you said you posted a picture of the green thrust i thought you didn't post posted on twitter <laughs> In the
4: discord oh okay uh, i us. thought
2: you posted Only on twitter one i'm us. sorry so so okay. what did
4: you get this week don
2: Yes. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. Right. It's been a long day. Okay. Uh I got two off topic things. Um you know, I'm not I'm not much for Star Wars anymore. I just really don't care about a lot of it. But uh I was at the Walmart the other day and um my favorite outfit, my favorite trooper outfit is the Snow Trooper. So when I saw the Christmas Snow Trooper outfit, I I had to get it. If for no other reason the porg and the scarf, it's it's completely. I don't know why I got it. It's just the no Trooper outfit, and it's it's. I guess it's Go Kai Christmas since I never got that one.
4: Oh, I'm still waiting on Walmart.com to ship that to me. Yep. Surprise,
2: well, when surprise. I was there when <laughs> I was there today picking up some groceries, I forgot last time when I saw that they were already gone. So, uh,
5: so they are in stores. They're in Walmart's too.
2: Yeah, yeah. I saw it there the other day, and I went back today to pick up a few groceries that I forgot when I was there, and they were all gone.
4: That means uh, Walmart.com uh, will probably just cancel my order after the holidays.
5: Correct.
2: <laughs> okay. And the other thing I got off topic was I found a really good deal on the Spider Man animated series Kingpin figure, which is a pretty good-looking version of the kingpin especially you know it's a it's a nice figure love the card art just a, just a really good in, interpretation of that uh the kingpin figure so i'm glad i got that
3: yeah that's one of the ones that actually like passes off as a cartoon figure too because it's a, yeah. it's a pretty basic kingpin design and they got the colors right
2: yeah so i so i went ahead and I, I got that for like 20 bucks and like three dollar shipping so I mean, that's about ten bucks less than retail. Uh, on topic, I got um got Runamuck. Looking looking forward to uh, diving into him.
1: You might want to you might want to sand down the uh, the tabs on the door panels before you transform it the first time. You'll probably have a better experience. Uh, what do you mean? Uh, so all of Runamuck on the outside is painted, including those tabs. It mm-hmm. makes the fitting really tight into the slots they have to go into for car mode.
2: Oh, okay, all right. Uh, so okay.
1: if if you can like sand or file that paint off of those tabs first, it will probably be a smoother experience. I had to exert so much force against those to actually get that to seat the first time. I dented my thumbs.
2: Ooh, I've I've done that before on a few yeah. other figures. That's not that's not good. Yeah. Anybody um,
1: anybody who's spent any time with like toys with you know corners on them has had that thumb dent thing experience. At least. Uh, least.
2: Unless 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 you're a brine when your die stacks, you know, actually try to hurt you. You know, and and cut you and cut you. I've
1: I've been there too. I've been there too. Fortunately, Hasbro products are usually rounded enough on their corners to not draw blood.
2: (laughs) Right. Uh, got Sunstreaker.
1: What do you think of the yellows in person, Don?
2: In package, the only thing that really doesn't match is the hood the 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 limbs, the torso, the legs, the arms, all that looks like it matches properly. The chest piece is blatantly obvious not matching.
1: Yeah, because that's I, the painted part.
2: Yeah, but I know there's like supposed to be like three shades of yellow on him. Oh, just two. That Oh, 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 it's just okay. I, I thought I saw where there was some slight variations along some of the panels or something. So I'm looking forward to you know getting him. I'm glad he's not just another wheeljack. I, I know, I know there's a lot of that shared engineering we've talked about. But I'm glad he's just not he's not a wheeljack repaint. Mm-hmm. My most looked forward to get Trailbreaker. I've okay. always I've always loved Trailbreaker as a character. He reminds me of me. He's he's slow. You know, he's a little chunky, but he's he's he's, he's got a good heart. And that, that sort of resonates with me. And it's just I think this hoist mold looks better as Trailbreaker. But again, that could be some bias. I do wish the arm flaps would at least fold out of the way to make him a little less hoisty in the arms. but I, But that's not a problem. But I'm looking forward to him. And I got from Amazon the Prowl and Ironhide 2-Pack.
1: Oh, good.
4: Oh, and it looks you're like you go- don't have any shipping go- labels on yours. Time.
2: Yeah, it, it came in a bubble envelope, but it was just a regular uh, Jiffy Pack. So, But I remember uh, Blade Raider was talking about there's some cracks already showing in those shoulder joints. Uh, I think it was Blade Raider about uh, there was oh, some...
1: Uh, he's talking about that in the Discord, uh, and he's referring to a cracked chest joint.
2: Oh, okay. yeah, the windshield—the
6: windshield, uh, the windshield uh, part is already cracked around the hinge.
2: Oh, I okay. I, I thought it was—I thought it was—I thought it was the elbow, the elbow, the pin at the elbow. I must—I must have misread that.
3: Uh, no, probably where the windshield pegs in at the
2: shoulder. I got you. I got you. So, uh,
3: because yeah, mine uh, had a weird fit on the windshield too. It, I haven't noticed any cracks or stressing yet, but it—it. It, it takes some force to get that to peg into place.
2: Yep. so that's uh, unfortunately that's all that I've got. Uh, but I'm real happy with my my pickup, especially especially getting Trailbreaker.
1: Uh, John, you get anything this week? Who'd you say XP? You.
5: Okay, that's what I thought. <laughs> Just as I was like uh, readjusting my headphones. Anyway,
1: of course. Okay, I that on well. Purpose.
5: First, uh, I got COVID this week, so that's oh, what I got. Much. This week. congratulations, Oops, thank you, happy COVID, everybody. Yeah,
2: that, that's <sighs> a hell of an off topic, there, John.
5: <laughs> well, anyway, so I'm I'm very mildly symptomatic, and it came. I think it came almost definitely from our daughter. Anyway, we're fine, but good. Uh, think good thoughts for everybody else who's uh, millions of people who are way worse off than us. But um, but yeah, that's uh, number one on my list, and it was free. So I can't argue with the product <laughs> Yeah. Free is good. <laughs> yeah. Maybe, maybe I will get some antibodies as like a cherry on top. We can only hope. Anyway, let's see here. What did I get? Oh, well, today I got run um, runamug. So yes, the 100% painted, 90% painted run like you guys were saying last week. He does get, he, you know what is impressive though? Like I haven't. I don't know if I'm gonna transform this guy. I don't know if I'm gonna bother. But like the tall to- considering he's like painted um to this extent, his tolerances and stuff seem pretty good. Like he's he moves around pretty freely. It's not the paint's not getting in the way. Um, which is um something I'd be concerned with with a guy like this. Anyway, he's good. Got Sunstreaker, um, the yellows, the yellows are atrocious, guys. Come on now, <laughs> say it. Um <laughs> Uh, I'm going to give you that FM radio opinion. Like the yellows are horrendous. Uh, horrible. The only saving grace is Takara's version. Uh, wait. Anyway, uh, let's see here. What else? I got uh, Trailbreaker, uh, like Don. I like that mold. Uh, anyway, you slice it, I think it's a really good mold. Um, and I got uh, the latest iteration of Nemesis Prime. So I guess I was one of the first people who got shipped from uh, Entertainment Earth. And, uh, so he comes with, um, like 10 swords, 20 guns. He's like decked to the <laughs> deck decked to the gills. And, uh, he also comes with Fangtron who is that solid red and uh, gray, uh, redeco of, uh, Fang. Um, I got those, all of those names, right? My snake names. Yeah. Anyway, uh, he's really cool. Uh, it's nice. Um, it's like again the thousandth version of nemesis prime i don't mind it when the mold is this good um it is a little weird when you put him again if you put this next to like siege which came without trailer and course all that stuff um i don't know i mean it's just like it's g1 optimus again and again and again but this is a really good one and it's a good value um trailer's good uh i mean i don't know it's just a solid kit it's fine uh that solid red sword he comes with is that from anything else do we know or is that newish it it came with the amazon
6: exclusive uh, nemesis prime from last year the year before didn't it yeah
5: uh oh did it it was the
1: dark saber yeah yeah it's it's meant to it's meant to loosely evoke both the Armada Dark Saber and also Robots in Disguise Scourge's Sword of Fury, okay. Which is why the blade that. is red. Okay, that shape.
5: I can see that. Uh, then it's likely that sword is elsewhere on my shelf. I can't keep track of these uh, Nemesis Primes anymore. Uh, uh, yeah. Let's see here. Uh, Anything
3: I can see it online? It is
5: a part of that yeah. Nemesis okay. Prime package. Okay. Well, it's up yonder somewhere on my shelf too. Then I guess. Um, I think that's it. Uh, oh. I guess the last thing is I effectively got wave three this week. So I got fast track. i might to mention that last week, uh, but so I'm good for a while. And then uh, the last thing, the off topic thing, which I hope to get later this week is uh, it's NECA target exclusive release week. Hooray. Um, you know, I don't know what's worse COVID or that, uh, but uh, they're okay. supposed to release the, um, the two leaders of the Triceratons. So Xerax uh, and uh, Zork. And uh, yes, those are real names. And um, so we'll see how that goes. Um, but after that, then we're done with the year, except for Krang's Android body. Now uh, Krang's Android body, I think they've said has moved to Q1. Um, so actually, yeah. So I take that back. I guess these two Triceratons are it for the year. And then we have, Sweet relief uh, for the holidays. So I appreciate that. Um, And that's it.
1: Well, uh, speedy recovery, John. Oh, yeah, thanks.
5: Like I said, um, I would prefer that a deadly, highly infectious disease did not go through my body. That would be plan A. But uh, as a plan B, if I had to get it, this is about the best outcome I could have because, like, I'm not really um, feeling it too much and like i said uh maybe i'll get some antibodies out of this deal and it won't be bad so uh so don't worry about me and thank goodness my family we're all feeling pretty good um you know just send good vibes out to literally millions of people out there who are worse off than me so but thanks xv
1: uh rob why don't you go next
5: okay i got a few things uh i did
6: get fast track this week who is not bad um uh, like the little vehicle mode, the spear mode works better than I expected. Um, I just wish some of the parts were a little more versatile as uh, frequently happens with weaponizers. Namely, I wish there was a good place to put those guns uh, other than over his hands. You can put them on the shoulders, but they look kind of just awkward to me facing forwards like they have to. So, It's not, it's not a thing I like to do with it, but it can be done, but that's about the only place. But Overall, not bad. Happy to have it. Don't feel any great urge to uh, get Black Rurici, especially since there's probably not going to be a Black Zarek to go with it. Um, besides that, I got uh, Essential Iron Man Volume 3, which is uh, the last of the Iron Man comics that my dad had when I was a kid, so that was nice to see again. And that that I now have uh, all five of those, and Marvel, pick those back up. You, you know you should.
1: What issues does that cover?
6: um 13 through 38 i believe it is okay so yeah um other than that uh just as an update of stuff i got last week uh in the like 20 to 40 minutes before the show while things were getting uh set up tonight (laughs) i i built the entry uh entry grade gundam from uh from scratch and it is a really nice kit for $8. It does not need any poly caps. It is all just plastic on plastic joints. So it's, it's gonna wear down eventually, but it's an $8 kit. So, but everything is in color. Everything is molded in the correct color. You do not have to paint anything. You do not need cutters. You do not need files. It leaves a remarkably minor amount of, uh, of rough spots on the figure where you remove it from the runner. It's a really nice little kit and really fairly easy to do for uh, for new model builders. And yeah, if you can get a hold of one of those for retail, I recommend it.
1: Cool. If they do something that's not just the Gundam, I might look into one of those.
6: Yeah, I, I have my doubts whether that this subline is going to go any further, but I would not be upset if it did.
1: I, I'd pick up a GM.
6: Oh, yeah. Now that strikes me as fairly likely, since they could because reuse. The retool,
1: a, yeah, yeah.
6: So we'll we'll have to see what happens.
1: I imagine they will make a Zaku first, of one stripe or another.
6: Yeah, if if they're if they're ever going to do any other others of these, which is what I'm wondering, I, I'm kind of wondering if this isn't just like a one off for okay, here's your starter model kit. But
1: yeah, I feel I feel like that's entirely a possibility too.
6: Yeah, but if they do more of these, I I would definitely grab a Zaku if they got one. Uh, just for, for the record, in case anybody cares, which I know they probably don't. This uses the uh, uh, fine build system that uh, basically uses uh, Miyake joints to hold everything together. So that this is all held together on three millimeter rails. So it should be compatible with any uh, three millimeter stuff you may have, and it is also the parts should basically be interchangeable with the uh, thirty minute missions uh, line of models they do as well. Interesting yeah they've they've been it's they've been using that as i understand it for things for basically for army builders for things you uh you know you'd wanna do quickly so if you're going to have like thirty five leos you're not spending like you know two months of your life putting them all together oh, I need so to the leos. <laughs> but yeah all all the leos have that uh the uh the uh, devil Gundam's army has that uh, a couple of, I think the Magonac core uses that as well so Okay. Yeah, so it it's a nice little system and and I I like the results pretty well.
1: Bandai's model division has found a new toy they love pretty much. <laughs> Anything else?
6: No, I think that's it for this week.
1: Okay, has I know you've probably been antsy over there to talk about your stuff, so uh get to it.
4: Uh, I got a couple more of the Wave 3 uh deluxes from Hasbro Pulse that I couldn't find any orders for, so I thought I didn't order them, and then now they keep showing up. <laughs> no idea. No oh, idea.
3: Oh, just Nycast problems. Yeah. Um, I also got...
4: Uh, Amazon had the sale on Monday for the Dead Optimus Prime. Oh, yeah. For 35 bucks, so I picked up another one um, just because I love that figure. Um, but the most important thing that I got was probably thanks to Don, I got Gigawatt because uh, I I purchased it from GameStop when Don said they were in stock uh, last week on the show. I uh, haven't opened it yet, but I did notice on the side here, um, there's a little flap to actually make it look like you're backing it out of a trailer, mm-hmm. uh, which is kind of cool. Uh, they didn't have to do that with the packaging, but, but it's nice. Uh, I'm definitely going to keep one in the package and open another one. So this one kind of has one of the wheels already like halfway tilted in, and I'm not sure if it's supposed to be that way or just happened to be on this toy.
1: I can't remember.
4: So I'm going to wait till I get another one before I open it to decide like which one looks better is in more package. more perfect,
1: yeah.
5: <laughs> mm-hmm. I think that's just a quirk on that one diecast
1: oh uh, probably I don't I feel like that is not like super snugly in the the tray, so mm-hmm. it probably has a little bit of give to move. I'm actually i took package photos of gigawatt before yeah, okay, so the one I had I got the photo from before I opened it, and the wheel was aligned correctly for not being you know flying so that one probably just got jostled around a little bit and it was able to move a little,
4: yeah so. I'll I'll probably open that one in as long as the box is in good condition of the next one I get. Right. GameStop actually surprised me. Their packaging was really nice. They used bubble wrap. It was like very Oh yeah,
1: yeah, GameStop does a good job.
4: I I was shocked. I didn't expect that from GameStop. <laughs> so well, you uh,
1: know, Walmart, Amazon, all the others have kind of taught us to not expect like decent packaging on anything.
4: Right. Exactly. So when it came in nice, I was like, Whoo. Wow, this is this is cool. Uh,
5: but yeah, I think that's pretty much all I got this week. Hey, quick question: When does the numbered, like limited edition version ship from Walmart? Uh, they'll probably all get canceled. <laughs> yeah,
4: probably. <laughs> <laughs> so all all those
1: hilarious. creators will get canceled, and then those numbered versions will end up at like two Rosses somewhere in Ohio.
5: <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> <laughs> when were when they supposed you? to ship?
1: Um, theoretically in October.
5: Oh I my think. gosh. Okay, cool. Good times.
1: That was the impression I got from it. Although it may have just been like October is when everybody else will be able to start buying them. It didn't mean that they were going to get fulfilled. Those initial ones. Then Yeah. So. I,
4: and I thought those initial ones were supposed to ship like earlier.
1: Well, that, yeah. So that's what I thought the day of, which is why I was really irritated about the pre-orders going in a yeah. matter of moments. Yeah. Because I, I, it was going to make me annoyed to wait several months to be able to get something that like should have been available longer for early shipment. Hmm. But that didn't end up being the case. So Everything was fine, and I have Gigawatt, and I loved it a lot. But that's not what I got this week. Um, so last week I had Fast Track. Uh, this week I have Black Warichi.
4: Uh-huh. Nice. The, the, the Ooh, scary nice.
1: version of Fast Track. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, so a lot of what you see is gold paint, uh, to make it look, you know, sparkly and shiny. Unfortunately, all the parts you don't see are still gold plastic or at least as close to gold plastic (sighs) as they get. So like here's the painted surface on the arm and here is the plastic surface on the backpack. So it's not like old traditional gold plastic, which had more of a warm oranginess to it. You know, this is closer to, like, the mustard plastic we would see and stuff that was trying to be gold. Mm. Um, So it may still have a lifespan ahead of it, but, of course, we're not going to be able to determine that for some time. Hopefully.
4: Where'd you get that? Entertainment Earth?
1: No, I got this from uh, a a certain store that had a few things in early. So uh, Black Warichi is the lesser interesting thing I got from that purchase. Uh, And pretty much I got it because, like... They had it in stock, and it helped to offset sh- some shipping costs on some other things I got, mm. such as um, Transformers Kingdom Rat Trap.
5: Ooh, nice. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, so I have the whole first assortment of Kingdom Core Class figures. Um, of course, I didn't think ahead to have a regular Legends figure prepared and ready to go for comparison here. Uh, what do I have near me?
5: He's roughly the size of, like, Slash, right?
1: Um close yeah i would say that's probably pretty accurate oh here we go i've got uh viper up here that's good enough so there's viper which is the the combined power glide mold and there's rat trap so in terms of height they're pretty similar rat traps a tiny bit shorter Mm -hmm. Uh, but of course some of that's made up with uh you know a lot of the mass being on the back so it kind of you know spreads out instead of being tall but like, it is a smaller toy than one of the older Legends, um, mm. just in overall volume. It doesn't feel like it's, you know, tiny, cheap, overpriced. Like, this is still a $10 price point, but it doesn't feel so far different from what the previous Legends class was that it feels like you're getting ripped off with this. And Rat Trap in particular, has a lot of engineering complexity to a surprising degree. Like, I would not be at all... I, it wouldn't feel out of place if a deluxe transformed the way this does. It would feel completely right for the amount of toy that is. But it's doing it with something that's like two-fifths the mass. Um, the likeness uh, to the CGI model is really good on this. I'm really satisfied with how that turned out. And um, so the one awkward thing about it is that the shoulder joints are actually on the, um, the wings. Hmm. And they're on a hinged piece. The Tension on the ball joint of the shoulder on my copy is a little bit stronger than the hinge. So in posing it is possible to like pull it forward. There's not like a snap or click or anything to hold it up there. Um but like the tiniest little bit of shock oil or something on that ball joint would smooth out that motion, I think, where that wouldn't happen anymore and you would not lose the useful tension in the joint. Uh so it's like the easiest thing to correct that if that's a problem for you. The, the shoulder ball joint stock being pointing forward doesn't really affect the poseability in any way, though. Like, it still works normally like a ball joint. You just kind of have to uh, think about it along different axes of movement than a traditional shoulder joint. But any mm-hmm. pose you can make with any other ball jointed or universal jointed shoulder, you can do with this just the same way. You just might pull that hinge down in the process. And otherwise, like, it uses ball joints. There's no universal joints on this, which is, it feels weird to have that again in something that's not like a Micromaster. Mm-hmm. That kind of fuzziness of posability versus, like, the, the you know, square rigidity of a hinge joint or swivel. Um, I don't hate it. It's just, it feels a little bit alien after two years of having the more complex and less uh, flexible, the less uh, clearly defined joint motion, you know what I mean? Um but like I, I'm comparing my experience of handling this to the generation's rat trap from like twenty fourteen, which I hated. And I really, really like this. So I think I think we might be in good shape for Beast Wars toys from this design team. I think they kind of get it in a way that the previous team didn't when they were trying to do Beast Wars. Uh so this is making me very hopeful toward uh like Cheetor and Black arachnia when the deluxes start shipping um also check this out i don't know if the webcam is going to actually uh focus on this for one thing okay probably not because i want it to oh there we go you see the maximal symbol on the forearm yeah Mm -hmm. yeah so that is at most three millimeters across at its (sighs) longest point
6: wow and
1: it is it is printed or stamped or whatever on there like perfectly it is it is amazingly precise and high quality paint application now what does not have amazingly precise and high quality paint application is the little optimus prime's face
6: hmm.
1: which looks like a small disaster <laughs> um the face plate is painted on crooked like it's it's molded but the paint is applied crooked across it so it looks like the face point face paint is, uh slanted the eyes are not painted precisely in the socket so that looks like a hot mess the uh, the silver in the Mohawk, at least, is where it's supposed to be, and it's not overrunning. But, like, the paint on the face is bad enough that just looking at it unassisted, you can see how wrong it is. And when you try to take a close-up photo of it, it looks terrible. Hmm. But that's um, the second worst part of this toy. Everything else is really good. This robot mode is really posable in ways I didn't expect. Um, You can leverage a lot of the transformation joints. So like uh, there's butterfly movement of the arms thanks to a transformation joint. You can kind of improvise an ab crunch with one of the hinges down here. Uh, And if you flip up this back panel a little bit, you can use the mid torso transformation joint in place of the waist joint it doesn't have to kind of get the body twisted a little bit. So you can actually do a lot with this that was uh, probably not in any way intended when they were designing how this would pose um the robot mode feels really good in hand the ball joints are all uh some of them are a little bit tighter than i would like them to be for when they're having to act as swivels also that's a that's especially so in the elbows um which count on that swivel action for transforming uh so you really kind of have to brace one end against the other to make sure you're only twisting the part you want to um in visual terms, it really is like a scaled down Earthrise leader Optimus. Um, obviously, the engineering is quite different from that because, like, you know, how are they going to put that much magic into something this small? Um, unfortunately, the truck mode is kind of like halfway a write off. Mm-hmm. Um, the front of the truck looks good because, like, they've got a whole, like, bottom half plate to uh, fit up against the. Uh, chest window so the front of it actually looks pretty solid and it looks the way it's supposed to it's the side uh that really has the issue because that's just all the folded robot parts behind those two plates of truck detail and there's gaps and like they tried to sculpt detail into that but it's very indistinct it's not painted really um you know the truck mode is kind of just there for like obligatory and functional purposes it's not like aesthetically pleasing unfortunately but for something this size and complexity, like, I can't hold that against it too much, and the robot mode is just really, really nice. Mm. I This is the toy that I got because it was cheaper to buy the set of three than to buy the two toys I was actually interested in, but I'm actually really happy that I have this. So, you know, all's well that ends well. And then there's Vertebrake. Uh So, this is not technically a fossilizer as such, because it doesn't break down into weapons for other toys, but, you know, it's fossilizer adjacent at the core class and it's a little dinosaur skeleton and it looks really cool. So like in terms of getting the skeletal details down, I think they did a good job at this. Um, the skull especially is very detailed. Please focus. Thank you. Um, the skull is especially detailed. I wish the color of it was a little bit lighter so that it would show those details without as much direct light being shine on it. Um, But, like, even the jaw moves, although it's soft plastic, so you kind of got to get it going first, and it doesn't really want to cooperate here. There we go. Like, it's soft plastic, and once you get it going, it will go, but then when you let it sit for a couple minutes, it kind of fuses back in again. Mm -hmm. Uh, Probably a little too much paint on that. But the skeletal details they got really nice on here... Um, the robot mode is a mixed bag, which seems to kind of be a thing with the two fossilizers we've seen so far, this and Paleo Um, Like these toys really seem to be designed with the uh, dinosaur skeleton mode in mind first. And in terms of the deluxes, then probably uh, being able to break down his weapons with the robot mode being a little bit more distant third. This has that same problem, except doesn't have the weapons thing to fall back on. Um, so the torso looks a little bit awkward there are no ball joints below the hip well there's no the knee is a hinge instead of a ball joint i shouldn't say there's no ball joints because the ankle is one um Mm. but basically what amounts to is there's no um thigh rotation or substitute for thigh rotation like a ball joint knee would provide so you know the knee can only hinge back and forth so that is limiting how it can pose quite a bit um also like you can kind of see how thin and twiggy these legs are which um they're not the most uh flexible thing so that's giving me a little bit of concern too um it's one of those things where it's like i am taking steps to make sure i'm very careful when i'm handling this uh rather than i think it's just going to like be brittle and snap from casual contact um like Vertebrake was the one i was probably the most interested in being the most new and different thing but it's also the one i'm the most disappointed with of the assortment unfortunately um i do like the robot head it's an interesting design and it does look a little bit like um the it looks like the original cheetor toys robot head where it had the mutant head part on the back which you know with the teeth around the side and the fangs sticking out in front but it's got a different robot face if that makes sense and as far as i can tell it doesn't flip down to actually do the mutant head thing like Cheetors does Hmm. Um, like it it's interesting what they've done with this and at least as a proof of concept for how they're going to execute doing uh poseable figures of dinosaur skeletons i'm satisfied with that as a transformer not so much The interesting thing with these, uh, so Rattrap and Optimus, their hands are not 5mm, they're 3mm peg compatible. Uh, Now on Optimus, the little rifle actually has both a uh, 3mm length and a 5mm length closer in, so a figure with bigger hands could actually hold this, although it would be really stupid looking Hmm. um, because his rifle is so tiny. Uh, Vertebrake only has 5mm compatible hands, so um, the tail weapon that comes off does have a 3mm end and a 5mm end, but it also means this figure can't use any weapons like rat traps, which only have 3mm pegs, and it's I'm a little bit confused by the, um, I guess, wide variety of choices they've made in how these figures are going to be holding their weapons.
0: Hmm.
1: Like I'm not sure why all three of these are not a, thro- a 3mm hand standard, and then with the option of 5mm so you can give their weapons to bigger figures if you want to. It's um, It seems a little bit random to me that the one fossil figure has the bigger hand size. But yeah, overall, I'm satisfied with these figures. Vertebrate could be better in a few ways, but the Optimus is really good and Rat Trap, I don't think i could really be happier with rat trap like they they nailed that one really well um and again that's it's giving me a lot of hope for the rest of the beast mode toys that are coming up in the upcoming product year nice okay so i think that covers everybody right and we're only an hour and a half ish into the show even though we started a little bit late um Okay, so, of course, our show is made possible uh, by our generous patrons. Um, Our patrons at the touch level, of course, get their names read off every week, and I'm going to uh, probably butcher half of these because I always do. I don't know why Brian lets me do this. Uh, But thanks so much to Kevin Dorsey, Peter Giannacopoulos. I think I got that close this time on the first try. Um, Sean Bratton, Jacob Owen Lutia. Jason W. Rye, Sean Hamilton, Mike Mallory, Jason Hiley, Jonathan James, Matthew Dedman, Hector Bones, Nathan Sampy, Spider Bob, Rabbits, Emmett Strasevich, G- Gaming Fix, Patrick Davidson, Joey Russell, Brian Bona, and of course, Starscream's Ghost. Uh, please don't break. that That's a danger we know. Starscream's Ghosts have breaking. Yeah. Um thanks to all of our patrons who uh, contribute to making sure we can keep making shows like this. Um, Of course we have our uh, history on the fives podcast, uh, which is exclusive for our patrons. And Brian has started the new practice of uh, inviting uh, touch patrons to sign up to come on and be co-hosts on that show. Uh, So uh, if you have not considered that so far and you're uh, at the right patron tier, please, you know, uh, express some interest in that. So it's not just, Spider Bob and Donvoy.
3: Yeah, I'd I'd like to get to get one with uh, Jacobo and Lucia and Peter Giannakopoulos on there, just so Brian has to pronounce their names. Hmm. I mean, he has to pronounce their names every week anyway.
1: I don't see why that's so special.
3: But with them present.
1: Yeah, I suppose it is different if they're there to laugh at you. Hmm. Although, I mean, like Brian should be used to us laughing at him, so maybe it wouldn't even be that much of a thing. Yes, I'm I'm sorry I'm bad at pronouncing names with, like, more than eight syllables in them. I, I think having that many syllables should just be a crime anyway. Uh, <laughs> also, uh, for our patrons, of course, there uh, was a new episode of that one episode of Star Trek that went out on the patron feed uh, this past weekend. Uh, so that was a thing. Um, oh, yeah, it was the Enterprise episode Unexpected, or I like to call it Trips and Preg Adventure. Uh, So if you haven't watched the episode of Enterprise before, don't. But listen to the podcast if you're a patron, and if you're not, uh, that will come out in about two weeks. Uh, This past week for our non-patrons, we released the episode The Muse, which is from Deep Space Nine, uh, where Odo becomes Counselor Troy's stepfather and Jake gets attacked by a succubus. And I'm not making either of those things up, oddly enough. Uh, so th- just this week we, we recorded um, our next episode which will be coming to our patrons in about two weeks so a week and a half or so from now um, uh, the Voyager episode Elogium which uh, it is carrying on our theme of pregnancy related episodes this is the one where Cass has to decide whether to have a baby it's pretty terrible in a lot of ways but somehow was better than we thought it would be go figure Oh, let's see. Anything else I need to cover here? (laughs) Um, Well, of course, you can find the show uh, and all the things we do all over the damn internet. Um, Of course, if... uh, Oh, dear Lord, Don, pick up his cat... Bloodshed. Bloodshed. Massey,
5: Massey's looking uh, real healthy. Like, Look at that nice uh, shade of orange there.
1: Yeah, he's <laughs>
2: lost about uh, three pounds. Nice.
1: Well, for a cat, that's pretty significant.
2: It is. It is. And his snazzy little red color that my girlfriend got for him with his little bell so we can All find right.
1: him. Is finding the cat a problem generally?
2: It's amazing in a two bedroom apartment how he can just ninja vanish and you can't find him and it's like you know he didn't get out but you don't know where he's at and it's just like so here's an idea get one of those things that you put on your
1: keychain that has a little uh you know remote beeper so like you just attach that to his collar and anytime you can't find him, you push the button and he'll just start beeping wherever he is and then you'll for sure be able to find him anywhere in the apartment No. Okay.
2: No. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, while we wait, while we await the bloodletting at Don's apartment, um, if you're not already chatting with us during the show, uh, you should be. We're at tfradio.net/discord. It's the main place that we chat with our audience. Um, on weeks when Brian is here, I know he does try to keep up with uh, at least the YouTube chat. Um, I I don't. Mm-hmm. I. I just prefer the Discord. It's nice to have everything all in one place so all of our audience can interact with each other. And discord is a good platform for that because it will run in your browser. You don't have to download and install a program. Um, you just need to make an account and you're good to go. Uh, of course, uh we're on Patreon at patreon.com slash TF radio or tfradio.net slash Patreon. Um also if you want to uh do Amazon shopping and support us in the process of that as always tfradio.net slash amazon we have a variety of you know directly linked products i don't have any reference how it goes um of course we're on twitter at uh, TF Radio. we're on facebook instagram uh we're on youtube uh that's where we're streaming right now it's the only place you can watch us live this week because reasons um and if you're not subscribed to us on youtube like the show gets streamed there every week that there's not massive technical failures like almost happened this week uh and if you're subscribed and you click the little notification thingy like everybody says to do you know you'll know when we go live every week uh whether you're paying attention to social media or not Uh, generally i recommend not but you know you do you uh, and, of course, you can find um, our shows on various uh, streaming device apps like Roku, Fire TV, uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, other things that I still refuse to believe all of exist. I think Brian has made, like, half of these up, but, you know. <laughs> After 700 episodes, you got to do something to keep it fresh, right? Mm. Uh, you can find this episode in the show notes uh, at tfradio.net/700. We've got a new uh, a new leading number now for the next um, two-ish years. Boy, <sighs> I, I just saw some of my life flash before my eyes right there. Uh, if you would like to leave us a voicemail or send us a text message, we promise we'll you know try to respond to them at some point, and you know maybe like play some of them on the air or at least. Answer the messages. Um, you can leave us messages, um, at 93199gobot 994 6268. Um, Rob Springer, of course, is not with us on the live show every week, but he is still, as ever, part of the group. Uh, you can find him at zonebase.org for his personal website, uh, where he has his uh transform squadron. Yes, I, I still even however many years it's been since he changed the title that I still want to call it being awesome with Rob Springer, because like being awesome with Rob Springer is just like, it, it's a natural conclusion in my brain. You know, it, that was such a him kind of title. But Yeah. Uh, zonebase.org. Uh, he has the zone based podcast, transform squadron. The latest episode of that is episode 26, uh, which just came out in the last week or two, I believe. Uh, you can find him on Twitter at @RoboRobSpringer. Springer. Uh John, how do we find you when you're, you know, not at home under quarantine?
5: Oh man. Yeah, you know where to find me now, if you know where I live. Um still that John D
1: everywhere. Good. You need to make that take longer so I can actually like get a sip of my drink. Um too late now. Uh Rob Clay, how about you? Where's your stuff at?
6: See, you should have called me because you know this will be long enough you can get a drink.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So I'm kind of having the kill me problem right now where I'm sort of like reading stuff off of the page here and I'm kind of letting myself go on semi autopilot. So it's just like, I'm reading the stuff in the order that it is on the page without thinking far enough ahead. Okay. I need to actually push that off two lines. <laughs> I understand. Anyway, your stuff.
6: Okay. I am on Twitter at figure viewers and Rob flails. Rob flails is the Twitter account for flail my YouTube channel. I am covering Gundam battle operation two for the PS4 also it will be playable on ps5 uh Gunam extreme versus maxi boost on i'm also uh playing on there again finally i and think you're
1: making that up too
6: uh i probably should be but <laughs> uh thanks thanks to some help from a friend i was able to get uh get to the point where i was not failing every other mission so that's that's an improvement oh good yeah um let's see this week's uh gun battle operation two mobile suit well, uh, incidentally was the zissa which uh, has some interesting uh, new missile options that have not been been seen in the game before so
1: uh and see you could name like any random double zeta mobile suit and i would also say you're probably making that up
6: yeah well that's that's double zeta mobile suits in general <laughs> But if you like what I do there, I have a Patreon for that, patreon.com slash You can uh, make requests for specific mobile suits, weapon combinations, color schemes, what have you. Um, or if you, you know just want to send me something, uh, tfradio.net slash claylist will let you do that.
1: Okay, so before we move on with uh, uh, plugging our own stuff, uh, I've been issued a challenge in the Discord, and I'm, I'm going to make someone regret what they have just said. Uh, So Ness says he will up his Patreon to touch for one month if I read out um, a plug for our merchandise store in a certain way. So tfradio.net slash shirt, buy our RFC swag, yo. So Ness, I expect you to follow through on what you said. So (laughs) thanks for that. (laughs) But yeah, we've got uh, shirts and everything there. John DeLuna has made all the designs. I should have plugged that earlier, but it completely slipped my mind because I didn't read the notes clearly enough oh good job me
5: i'm insulted yeah, got like uh i need to work out
1: a nest out of this so it all worked out in the end. <laughs> Yeah,
5: that's true i do need to work up some new designs but yeah right now it's um up to 35 percent off on everything Ooh. depending on when you listen and right. if it's not when you listen on sale check back again because uh, tis the season and i'm sure we'll run a lot of sales before the end of the year
1: yeah i mean the sales feel like they come up every six or seven weeks
5: yeah it's about right
1: yeah uh, DieCast.
4: Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at DieCast2. If you want to do something nice for me, I have a wishlist at tfradionetnet s- slash DieCast list. You can like my Facebook page at Reviews by DieCast, and you can see all my reviews at tfradio.net slash Reviews.
1: Uh, So, Don, where can we find you on Twitter uh, watching completely wholesome, family-friendly videos?
2: I can be reached on Twitter at HMRC, the number 4 EVR.
1: Perfect. Thank you. And Bat abstains. Uh, (laughs) Brian, of course, is not here because he had personal obligations to attend to this week. uh, But you can find him on Twitter at BKilby. Uh, he also primarily tweet like any original content stuff that comes through the, uh, at TF radio, Twitter is usually him also. Uh, although we do have a lot of like robo tweets and retweets of stuff that I and other members of the staff are doing, uh, with his blessing. Of course, he, he likes us to be able to promote our stuff through the, uh, RFC channels as long as it's not something obscene or whatever. Um, for anything else Brian's doing, like the Happy Daily, which probably isn't a thing anymore, and his uh, dreaded Christmas
3: albums, uh, briankilby.com. The Happy Daily is occasionally still a thing. He he, recently, within I think the past week, posted one.
1: I guess it's probably as much of a thing still as like the news desk is, just because of the dearth of news to actually news desk. But whenever I can, I still post a news desk and in between you know, blog posts. Uh, tfradio.net slash news if you want to uh, keep up with our news postings and uh, be able to subscribe to the News Desk podcast episodes, which generally run three to four minutes each, so it's an easy listen and it's a good way to keep up to date when stuff is actually going on, which right now we're kind of in the quiet season. Uh, For me personally, I'm on Twitter at ChrisRTXV. I'm not doing anything notable there right now, although because we had a Voyager episode for the podcast, I found myself starting to watch some random Voyager episodes, so there may or may not be some commentary coming along with that at some point. It just kinda of depends how the mood strikes me at any given moment. Uh for my photography work, uh play is where all my galleries and such are collected. Uh, in the past week, I've put up three galleries for my patrons on early access. So, uh, Sunstreaker just went to uh, general release today uh, after being posted last Wednesday. And then, following that, uh, Runamuck and Trailbreaker are up currently on early access for my patrons at the $2 level and higher. Uh, and I also have galleries ready to go for Core Class, Optimus, and Rat Trap, which uh, that we will bypass the patron early access thing this once uh so look for those to come up uh relative to when we're recording in the next day or so um for social media purposes uh at play with photos on twitter or instagram.com slash play with photography uh preview photos random stuff i shoot uh that kind of stuff ends up there Uh, If you would like to become a patron and get early access to the galleries or just, you know, throw some support behind what I'm doing, uh, show your appreciation, uh, whatever the case may be, uh, you can do that at patreon.com slash playwithphotos. Again, uh, $2 per month gets you early access to galleries. $5 and up will get you credits to uh, varying ends on uh, every gallery that goes up. And I am debuting a lot of the galleries I'm producing at this point through the Patreon feed. So like, it is it's not a bad idea if you can swing it to uh you know throw a couple dollars a month at this if you are into the stuff i'm doing um two dollars goes a long way uh you know two dollars from 10 people that adds up quite a bit and every little bit helps so you know don't don't think it's not worth doing because it's such a little amount It, it really is uh and i think that covers everything for us this week so so, uh, once again, sorry for all the technical difficulties leading up to the episode. Uh, fortunately, the episode itself went off pretty smoothly, except for that one unfortunate part in the middle, which we're going to try to end it out. So, thanks for being here, and see you next week. Good night, everybody. Take care, everyone.
0: This has been Radio Free Cybertron. Visit us at tfradio.net for show notes and to subscribe to the podcast. Follow us on Twitter at tfradio for news and updates. Watch our live stream at tfradio.net slash live. Join our Facebook fan page at facebook.com slash tfradio. Subscribe to our YouTube channel, TF Radio Network. Have a question or comment? Leave it on our Facebook fan page or mail it to contact at tfradio.net. This podcast is released under a Creative Commons license. Any part of this podcast can and should be redistributed, but please, proper attribution is required if you know what's good for you.
3: Jeez, what are these guys ever going to move out of their parents' basements?